0: India have won the test match. India have won the series. They're going to get back for two. India home Lord's goes wild.
1: Hello and welcome to uh, the 81 All Out podcast where we party like it is 1992. I am Subhash Jaram and I'm joined by Hasan Chima. He's on Twitter as Media Gag. Uh, he has written for lots of places including Crickinfo, and he's also the team manager for uh, Islamabad United in the PSL. And uh, we are reviewing uh, the Pakistan versus New Zealand group match, uh, 34th match in the 2019
0: World Cup. Sir, welcome to the show. Uh, pleasure to be here, Subhash. Always great to be the backup to Emir. Well, you know,
1: I, we don't want to get... Uh, Can't compete with him, man. Yes, exactly. We don't want you to have a bigger ego.
0: Um yeah. So is it 1992? <laughs> yeah. I think I I'm the last Pakistani left who doesn't believe that that whole meme I meme is what you'd call it, right? Yeah, like, hashtag 19 1990, 1990, 1992 maybe uh. Yeah, 19 like like I'm at the stage where I've spent like the past four or five years in Pakistan cricket. I've tried to understand it by logic, have completely failed to do so. And this whole tournament, more than anything else, is like the personification of that. Like I just posted this stat on Twitter. But Pakistan in bilateral series against teams ranked higher than them since the 2015 World Cup, have won six games and lost 31. Mm -hmm. And Pakistan in ICC events have won six games and lost three. And that does not make any sense. But I guess Pakistan doesn't.
1: I mean, I saw that tweet from you as well, 6 and 31 and 6 and 3. Um, it does kind of make sense. You know, the other side of it is you would see how England have rampaged in bilateral series and have come to ICC events and yeah. haven't done anything, right? So considering yeah. these two are the extremes, you know, bizarre world, you know, yeah. Pakistan and England exist in their respective
0: worlds. world. Yeah, uh, it does make sense. Have, like, a diving competition and swimming competition, when you have those judges' results, you take out the lowest and the highest and then you have <laughs> right? Yeah. So in any probability, you just take out England and Pakistan now. I mean, you would say that England has the team that, given a
1: five-game series, will learn enough about the opposition in, in the process of playing that they'll eventually win the series. Whereas Pakistan, they kind of rely on... Uh, sparkling performances, you know, like the non-average performances to yeah. win the game. So, which Absolutely. kind of makes sense um, in ICC events, whereas uh, as opposed to bilateral series. I mean, I'm just talking around my
0: ass. I could be completely wrong, but yeah, I, th- I think it's also sort of a mental thing. Like, uh, I, Emer mentioned it in the last podcast that these guys perform well when they've got a chip on their shoulder, but also India matches aside when these guys have to deal with, a, especially a Gori team, when they have to deal with the mental fortitude sort of thing. It's sort of like the pressures that these guys go through, they see cricketers, with, even if you add Bangladesh to that The in normal life, when that pressure is increased to an ICC event, those guys can sort of still deal with that. And guys who aren't used to that sort of pressure tend to wilt under it. That's the closest approximation to logic that I have for this. I mean,
1: with, given your background, you know, you blogged and then you wrote for many outlets, and actually now we are dealing with uh, players, um, you know, mm-hmm. not just from Pakistan but you know uh, from across the world, except India, I suppose. Um, you yeah, know I'm unfortunately. Sure you can make solid claim based on
0: your interactions, can't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like <laughs> every like if you talk to a South African they'll admit to basically all the you know the memes and the stereotypes about south africans under pressure if you talk to an australian they won't say it but if you read between the lines it's obvious what australianism is and mm-hmm. pakistan is sort of like uh, pakistan is the george costanza <laughs> ka quote, <laughs> it's it's not a lie if you believe it pakistan is basically that Like i remember before the 2017 champions trophy semi final i was talking to a couple of players uh, Pakistan, wale ke, uh, kya scene hai? what's the situation like? And they're like, huh, we're, we're facing India in the final. And I'm like, what do you mean? Bae, it's Ramadan, so we're beating England in the same final. Obviously, we're beating England. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And then they beat them. And afterwards, I'm like, I talked to them and they're like, ha, ha, we knew we were going to beat England. And it's like, that was the first moment I noticed that the George Costanza think it's not a lie if you believe it. And these guys actually believe a lot of the stuff that you or I or anyone logical might, might find, you know, far-fetched.
1: On that, you know, coming back to that uh, hashtag, 1992 maybe you author. <laughs> you know, you and <laughs> I and I'm sure there are a few others that would say, what's eh. But, yeah. you know, uh, actually... From Twitter meme, now it has officially entered the uh, broadcast also. Like, I think towards the end of the uh, Pakistan New Zealand match, which we should say that Pakistan won quite convincingly, um, that uh, thing came up on the uh, screen itself. Uh, Ian Smith and I think uh, Ramiz Raja, they were on commentary at the time. Uh, or maybe Simon Dool and Ramiz Raja.
0: Um, where, it uh, it actually know? came up in the first innings before the whole thing. When I think New Zealand was three or four down, mm-hmm. already they started it. And uh, it does not make any sense. So,
1: that- I mean, uh, so is it, are there enough people believing in that lie that it's going to become the truth? Um, if you don't think so, you know, looking at the team and the remaining games and the, you know, England is still an outside, uh, obviously England are odds on favorite to still make it to the semi-final in the fourth spot. Yeah. Um, you know, from that point of view, you know, to say that, you know, it's not 1992. What hmm. other things do you have in your pocket to say, you know what, calm down, it's not ready to uh,
0: I think the first thing is, if you'd asked me before the South Africa game, which match uh, I'd see most likely uh, Pakistan losing, the uh, for them, you know, having four wins in a row to qualify for the semifinals, finals I would have said Bangladesh or maybe New Zealand. New Zealand because of the quality, but Bangladesh because Bangladesh is also sort of in that zone of it's our time now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think that game is going to define a lot. The England thing, I don't trust England at all right now. Like, <laughs> Stokes aside, the, the, that's two games in a row. I don't go the way that the, the Shwee KP the guys go. Uh, mm-hmm. He's not brave enough. That sort of mm-hmm. bullshit. You can talk about someone's mental strength, like what Barber showed in today's game, that is mental strength. But when you're going to talk about like, uh, you know, a lot of times commentators talk about when the pressure is put on, uh, there's a wicket right around the corner. A lot of that is a mental, mental game. Like you start believing that I'm going to make a mistake that's going to cost me head. And mm. like Hafiz does, guys make obvious mistakes in those moments. Like, they can't deal with that. That I understand. But saying that someone's, you know, being uh, scared of pace or anything like that, that is a different sort of a kettle of fish altogether.
1: Talking of pace, um, Shaina Freedy. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk, let's talk about that spell. Uh, Osman tweeted and saying uh, it's the best spell of the tournament, you know, uh, he's declared, Osmar declared it in club. It's a truth. Um, what did you, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's the yeah. authority. Uh, yeah. So I, what, I what, what did you make of the uh, spell by Shaheen Afridi? And what did you make of him missing a match,
0: missing matches uh, during the World Cup? So, the Shaheen thing sort of goes back to, I remember I was doing a piece on Fata back in like early 2017. And also like, at the same time, you know, the whole conflict of interest that I, that I am now a master and I was also looking for players <laughs> <laughs> uh, over there because like Afghans, right across the border and a lot of the club cricket in Peshawar and like the same border areas, uh, all these Afghan spinners come from, like there's like a half dozen of them that people haven't even seen who are like really good as well, mm. who, who just can't get in because Mujib, Nabi and Rashid are so good. But, uh, so I was looking for that, basically a backup to shut sort of a thing. And at that time, like everyone that I talked to, I was like, is there a guy coming through? And it's like, there's this kid, Riaz Afridi's brother. Mm. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. And, like the first two times you hear it, you're like, Oh yeah, whatever. And then you hear, there's this kid who is as tall and as, uh, as Stark and wants to bowl like Stark, which first you sort of think it. Hey, yeah, uh, how sad is it that a pa- Sani, left arm fast bowler, was the <laughs> bowler like an Aussie left arm Yeah, I know. And then uh, that is a little disheartening. But then you realize that the guy is, was like two, three years old when Vasimba played his last game. So like, yeah, obviously it makes sense. So from that point on, he's been sort of a myth being built. And like, first, first, last game he takes an eight for is has a really good under nineteen World Cup has a really good first PSL just it gets fast-tracked into the team, gets hit around in the Asia Cup. That's the first time there's like question marks over and close to South Africa is by far the best bowler there. Mm-hmm. And then in the South Africa series, he sort of plays through injury and loses a bit of his whim and a little bit of his confidence. One of the things that uh, I had never considered, but it's like, Something that cricketers have repeatedly said to me is that when you're a young guy, the first year or two years, uh, you don't actually, know, if you're a fastballer, you don't actually know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're just bowling like out of adrenaline and out of just, you know, out I mean, of your tap. I remember Wasim
1: Akram also mentioning that when uh, he came into the Pakistan team, Imran mm-hmm. Khan asked him like, bowl a Yorker. He said, what is a Yorker?
0: <laughs> 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 he didn't know what a Yorker That's was. Yeah, that's a bit much, but like, uh, you'll see a lot of guys, the first season of first class cricket, they'll be swinging it around and like by year two, year three, when they're trying to do that thing, rather than letting it happen, naturally, they don't have that sort of control over it. So, shahin sort of went through that phase over the past six months or so. And also, you know, the injuries and all that stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, it obviously makes sense when you've got Wahab, you've got Amir and you've got Hassan, that he sits outside. He's ideally built as a new ball bowler, right? Mm-hmm. That is in this whole team. Like, Amir's getting wicket after wicket uh, this uh, World Cup. Mm-hmm. But even then, uh, Amir's not bowling that, you know, the, like Berendorf bowled yesterday. Yeah. Like, Stark caught the wickets as well. But Ber- that's like a pure new ball spell. Like, Shaheen yeah. is that guy. Shaheen swing the ball like on a very good length. And the thing with Shaheen is because he's tall, even like a f- uh, slightly, like, a six, six and a half meter ball, ball, which is like between, I mean, I don't know why people have started calling it the slot, but that's another debate altogether. But between the full length and the good length, Mm -hmm. because of his extra height, that ball, then uh, rather than becoming like, you know, front football, people still play that from the crease. So that is his Yeah. But Pakistani guys, especially tall Pakistani guys and like Irfan had the same issue. They, uh, as soon as they get hit around they immediately go to back of length because when they're playing domestic cricket, because no Pakistani outs- like outside of Babur can really play uh, cross-back shots. Horizontal shots, yeah. Horizontal patch short, so like as soon as you go back of length, that basically means you've got like two to three dots just to, you know, to calm yourself down. So yeah. he went back into that, except he was playing Australia, yeah. <laughs> which like, <laughs> was a problem, so he gets hit around. When this match started and I was like, you know, swooning over his lens. It was because he was just hitting those lengths like over and over and over again. And the, his wrist, considering his wrist position, considering the natural bounce that he has, considering the rhythm that uh, I mean, I was mentioning to someone recently uh, that Pakistan, rather than having a psychologist, Pakistan need to have a hypnotist who tells all of the bowlers before they go out to bowl that they've already taken a wicket because a <laughs> Pakistani <laughs> bowler after he's taken. Pakistan before he's taken the wicket are like two completely different creatures. Say, same thing was said about Harbhajan Singh
1: too. Like the moment he oh. gets the wicket the suddenly he gets more overspin the ball is like bouncing off
0: good length. Yeah, like, absolutely. And like Amir's been uh, an ideal example of that. But today like as soon as Monroe edged uh, Shaheen to slip yeah. Shaheen has just this like you know that has this rhythm and like he's getting his follow through and there's no coaching to that. That's just yeah. you know just putting the ball on a length and the ball is doing the rest for you. And that was what he did, like, over a, He bowled seven overs. The seventh over probably w- was one over too much. But the first six overs, I thought was the best new ball spell Pakistan Pakistani's bowled like, in years. Um, consider- now, let me, let me ask you uh, this, you know. After the great
1: spell ends, you know, even after that, you know, Ken Williamson gets caught behind uh, of uh, Shadab Khan. But then the partnership builds. Yeah. With, uh, you know, the grand arm and uh, the good man, Jimmy Nisham. Partnership starts as the partnership reaches 50, as the partner reach, partnership reaches 100.
0: What are you thinking? I think the natural state of being for any Pakistan observer is pure pessimism. So like at that moment, you're thinking, well, of course, they're going to score 250. Like like 220 is the minimum, but they'll they're score 250. This, and you're thinking that when they're like 110 for 5. Like, that's just your natural know, state of being. Uh, but the other thing is, Pakistan, like, there's, uh, I, I love, again, I, I don't want to turn this whole podcast into, you know, a media commentator bashing thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though both of us love to do that. Mm-hmm. But, like, one of the things that uh, you'll see over and over again in commentary is the, the, the captain, ex captain who is now commentator, will always be <laughs> in the commentary box and he was ever on the field. So they're like, Oh, do you just keep pushing to keep, uh, you bring in like the 12 guys inside the circle and all that stuff. <laughs> but The thing at that moment for Pakistan is like, we say it in Urdu that Lal-chi hona. you don't need, uh-huh. you really? and Pakistan would Pakistan, especially Shadab, like I, obviously I know Shadab much more closely than even most of the Pakistani guys and Shadab. Uh, before the Williamson wicket and then the, his last two, three overs was really greedy. He was trying to, you know, give us every ball I need to, this this ball I'm going to get a wicket. Rather than, you know, building a spell and all that stuff, he was getting greedy. And that was the state with the whole Pakistan team. And that is where Pakistan tend to lose their way, which there's like, they're so close to getting over the line and they just... And a, breaking the game open. Yeah. And, and then it gets easier because... Because it's like, Vahaz bowling wide uh, half, not half bodies, but wide full balls because he wants to get that edge. And like you're Vahavriaz, like you've literally never done that in your life. So then (laughs) Random does, you know, has a couple of dives, he gets through them. Shadab wants to bowl that quick flipper that instead becomes a short ball. He gets a six from there. And suddenly Mm -hmm. it's like, they've got runs on the board, guys are in. Again, some, one of the things that frustrates me with like commentary is you. I've spent like the last four years with all these cricketers and the amount of knowledge that they have, like you and I don't even know like 20% of that, but they, they never tell you that when they're in commentary box or like in analysis. <laughs> so like one of the things is that the kookaburra always spends more uh, the first 20 to 25 overs mm. because once the same up uh, yep. goes down. It doesn't really bite off the surface like you know a Duke ball or an SG ball would. Yeah. So and like instead of talking about that, you're talking about uh, and which by the way today like we'll come to that. But one of the mistakes that New Zealand made was not getting satin through those overs earlier. Yeah. But uh, going back to that, but Pakistan getting the gradient the ball, then getting soft and like. Uh, guys getting used to the pitch. And like, the, the other thing is, you know, you want to talk about, uh, I remember you had just had a tweet recently about a uh, mental strength, right? About character, rather, right? Huh, right. Everybody wants to so, talk like, about character. Yeah. Everybody. Would. So like character is what Jimmy Nisham and uh, Colin Grandholm showed today. Like these guys are in the team to be bashers. Well, Nisham's more of a batsman, but like Grandhomes' role is to be the basher. And he comes, like for 30 balls, he just restrains himself. Doesn't want to, like he, obviously he still makes mistakes because he's not technically off the level that an elite player is. Mm -hmm. But he just holds himself back, doesn't go for that big booming drive. He gets the wide ball, he wants to just time it for a single to the sweeper at cover. He doesn't want to, you know, he holds himself back from playing his natural game, which apparently... Apparently, you're supposed to play your natural game all the time, but the best players are those who don't always play their natural game.
1: I want to ask you about uh, Safras. Uh, You know, he copped a fair bit from everybody. Ex-players, media, Twitter, and uh, even some random guy in a mall in uh, England. Whatever, right? He copped a shit ton of bullshit from everybody completely unfair, undeserved bullshit. Uh, but sorry. he takes a fantastic catch of uh, Ross Taylor. And mm-hmm. now that with uh, all the similarities of uh, 1992 uh, and, uh, you know, Pakistan beating New Zealand,
0: does he become the... Uh, when does he become the Prime Minister? <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think one of the, one of the problems is, is from Karachi. And yep. I can't even remember that. I don't think we've ever had uh, Karachi Prime Minister. Mm-hmm. Even if we did that... It must have been one of those puppet ones, so <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think that's happening. Yeah. Like, I'm sure uh, guys would like to uh, imagine that, but like, the, I mean, it's a cricket podcast. We don't want to get too much into that. But apologies, yeah. well, well, fair enough. Um, yeah. You know, let's get into Pakistan's
1: innings. You know, sure. Yeah. You know, Imam and uh, Fakhar Zaman. Uh, they start off. Uh, you know, you expect Ball to get a wicket. You expect Lockheed Ferguson to get a wicket with a hard new ball. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, after that, can you talk about uh, Barber's awesome innings? And two, can you also talk about uh, uh,
0: Mohammad Hafiz's dismissal? Okay, this is the innings that we've been waiting for from Barber for four years now. Hmm. Barber's got crazy numbers. He's averaging 50-plus in ODIs and T20s. Uh, and he's the
1: fastest to 3,000 runs, is it? Second fastest after Second fastest after
0: Amla. Yeah. So like he's got all these records, but before today he had 100 in a chase. The rest of his hundreds were batting first. He averages close to like 60 batting first and like 40 with like 10 points less in strike rate as well. Batting second, he's just a pure Pakistani chaser. But he's the best version of a Pakistani chaser but at the end of the year, he's a Pakistani chaser. And like every time he had even scores like 50s and 60s and that 100 that he had, batting second it's always been like babar uh, is selfish and babar plays for his score and himself and there's always been that sort of thing and i've always found that to be a little bit unfair because the guy is like what 24 right now he's hmm. still developing into the player that he's going to be yeah he doesn't have the big shots uh required you know to uh, be a proper elite the Kohli, Rohit Sharma, that sort of a level batsman. But that's going to come over time. Like I'm sure Williamson at 23-24 did not have the shots that he has right now. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Joe at 23-24 did not have the shots that he has right now. Those things are going to come. But it's sort of like Pakistan, is, he's the first pure world class batsman in terms of talent. Mm-hmm. Same Yusuf, right? Yeah, I would but, say that's fair. Like even Yunus or Mispa or Azad, those guys were like gritty fighters and they could put up score, but this is for your Indian listeners here. Uh, So one of the guys was telling me recently that when the Asia cup uh, game was happening, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Rohit scored a hundred. I think it was, I'm not sure if it was the first game or the second game. Mm -hmm. I think it was the second game because that was the one where he just was amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he played like a shot against Shinwari or Shaheen, one of those two Mm -hmm. and the guy who was at cover turned to the guy who was at mid-off or the other way around. One of those guys was an opener. I, I'm not going to name any names, obviously. Okay, Fair enough. To that opener. And he's like, This batsman. you So it's like, there's, You know, you, We always talk about, And like jokingly, Not like, you know, It wasn't like a taunt or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, we talk about Pakistanis and Indian Indians having this sort of com- camaraderie that the players yeah. have and all of those have, guys have this thing like uh, I think Rohit obviously Kohli and Williamson those are the three guys that I've when I talk to like Pakistani guys there's sort of in, Ki yaar, batsman yaar, that sort of thing right mm. so Babur is the first guy in 20 years we've had who is even close to that in terms of, you know, when Lockie Ferguson was bowling, Hafeez was trying to have like, you know, a heading practice with that. While Barber was just, you know, an answer to the sweeper and uh, extra cover just getting singles. I mean, the class was so good. Like when Mitchell Satner came
1: back, you know, we can talk about his first spell. Second yeah. spell when he came back, in his, that first over, I think uh-huh. the second ball and the third ball, like, you yeah. know, the ball is still turning a lot. You know, yeah. sure, the seam is a little lower now, less mm-hmm. proud, but it's still turning off their pitch. And uh, you had the two slog sweeps to the exact same location. Like, the second mm-hmm. one was more emphatic than the first one. I mean, the guy, like, there's th- this is one bowler in the opposition that's probably g- can get your wicket. And this guy is, like, so confident by the time that second delivery bowls, slog sweep to square like four, and then third, same third ball, same, you know, he's tweaking it more, but then he he, he hit it harder. Um, yeah. which that's that's when I saw like this. I mean, I knew, obviously I've watched Barber for a while, uh, but uh, you can see that he's completely different from
0: everybody else around him in that team. And and he knows that. By the way, he knows that. Like <laughs> uh, he won't say that like explicitly, but like even within the Pakistan dressing room, there's this thing like Harris has that timing touch. But everyone knows, like, like barbers, you know, they have a sort of a uh, a respect for him, even though he's like a, essentially a junior. And you know how much in desi culture the senior junior thing matters. But like, they have this sort of sense of yeah, this guy, this guy is something special. Mm-hmm. And that, but as I was saying, we've been waiting for four years for him to play that innings. Now maybe he's not built for a 320 sort of a uh, chase, but like. Considering the pitches in this World Cup, the the innings that he played, the way... the way, I mean, I just saw the Craig Whiz guys have uh, a number that uh, Santner's first over had more spin than any match at Edbaston going back to 2006. Mm-hmm. So, like, that is what he's facing. He even gets an edge. A thick edge, so it wasn't like a real chance, but like, he gets an edge in one of those balls and he's really struggling. And Barber's a much better player of... Fast bowling, even like express his yeah. fast bowling, the knees of. I mean, back foot game is fantastic, and like he, uh, that thing, like, I've uh, talked to uh, they again going back to the commentary. These guys always mention it all the time, but that's also one of the things that I've noticed being around these people, uh, all these cricketers is the concept of having time, right? That mm-hmm. is just that when they judge a guy, they don't judge him. Uh, by his numbers, his chase, his mental strength, whatever it is, the the baller always says that guy has time to play. Yep. My best ball. And like Babur has that. And Hafiz obviously today didn't have, I I want to have a rant on Hafiz. Can I start now? Sure. So, so Muhammad Hafiz, he's the senior guy in this team. Yeah. He he was almost forced out by Mickey Arthur like a year ago. Mm -hmm. Pakistan lost the Asia Cup. They're, They're sort of Having, you know, balance issues, they need a sixth bowler, but also a batsman who has multiple gears. He's always been built ideally for that. Parson wanted him to bat at five or six. He refuses. I'm a top order batsman. He's been telling himself that it's, again, the, the George Costanza line uh, <laughs> that, you know, I, I'm a top order batsman. Of course, it's a lie, but he believes it. So he's going to live by that lie. He's going to live and die by that by century. Mm-hmm. So he's he's back in the team. He's uh, playing at number four because of the top three. Pakistan suddenly have like, the best uh, trio of batsmen they've had since Yunus Yusuf and Inzi in the mid-2000s. So it's like he has extra time. So when he comes into bat, he's fa- facing spin or uh, he's facing death bowling. And he's always been, I believe that he's always been ideally built for the last 15 hours of the yeah. innings. Like his best innings, you think of, like, the Champions Trophy final or, like, the England uh, innings in this World Cup, his mm-hmm. best innings are those where he has those la- last 20 hours to really, you know, mm-hmm. uh, work the game around. Yeah. That's where his experience comes in and all that sort of thing. Anyway, so he has that England innings, extraordinary innings. He's the guy in form. He's the senior batsman. Whatever Pakistan is going to do in this World Cup, a lot of that is going to rely on fees. All right. Mm-hmm. So we go into the india game yeah Barber and fakhar get out to kuldeep yeah and we all know what hafiz does yeah alright fair enough pressure he, he timed it he timed it too well <laughs> okay whatever so so he, he gets out that way that's fine you know sometimes you have uh, like Butler had yesterday sometimes you just have a short yeah. you just think that you're going to you take on the boundary rider, even though it's a high risk shot. Yeah. You shouldn't play that in like a big pressure game, but you back yourself because the, these guys are international cricketers because they've always backed themselves to an unreal degree in their whole lives. Yeah. Makes sense. Next game you've got against Australia. So 136 for two, Pakistan needed less than seven runs and over. Pakistan have uh, bowled really well in the last 20 hours. Pakistan have batted for 25 overs. Imam gets out. Uh, I uh, I don't even remember. I think Malik or Sarfaz comes in. Uh, so now Hafiz is the set batsman. He's batting in the mid-40s. He needs to, you know, uh, just take over the sinnings. Full toss from Finchy, straight to square leg. Okay. So when you're going to the next game, your mindset, if I'm in the dressing room, I'm running the dressing room, I'm talking to him, I'm like, so, you know, Let's just not have any lapses of concentration. You've ha- had two consecutive games where you had that. just, you know, be the senior guy, take this young team along, be that guy. Mm-hmm. That game is against South Africa, right? Mm-hmm. Markham uh, against Markham. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Imran Tahir is bowling. He's got the, he's got a out. I think he's got, uh, both of the first two wickets. Yep. He bowls in a full toss, same as Finchi. He plays a, the sweep shot. And again, Finchi was bowling ball, left-hand spin, the ball is turning away. Mm-hmm. The sweep is a low percentage shot. Tahir is doing the same. He plays the sweep shot just over the square leg, like gets a six. Next over, plays the sweep shot again, gets hit on the body. South Africa review: it's missing. But it's just like, you know, you got out Bhai, last game. Le, you got out last game, you almost got it last over. Let's not play that. Next over by Markham, plays a sweep, gets LBW. Yep. And you're like, okay, we need to, have, this is the sort of thing, like if I'm running a dressing room, I just uh, go to his hotel room, I'm like, we need to have a conversation sort of a thing. Next game. So, Sandler is spinning the ball big. Barber is not a great player of spin. You, on pure talent, are. You're the senior guy. You've been playing in the UAE for like 10 years. You've, you're a don in the UAE. You know, have that uh, innings. I mean, the, the 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 shitty thing about this is no. Let, let, let no, me no, say.
1: No, let me say. Like Brendan yeah. McCullum, you know, he's like, oh, Ken Williamson is bringing himself on because he knows Mohamed Afiz does not respect part-timers, so he's gonna get out to him. I mean,
0: like, a co- and the next ball he gets out. No, I don't no, know. Like, not even that. Before that, so you you've gotten out playing uh, sweep shot to the away spinning guys, right? Yeah. First or second ball from Williamson. He yep. plays a reverse sweep. Yes. The man's played less than a hundred reverse sweeps probably in his ODI career. And the first time he's actually facing an off spinner. The first time the sweep is a high percentage shot. No, Now I'm going to play the reverse. <laughs> and I'm like, ya, marzi. then so Williamson, you know, the ball is turning big. You, you've seen it turn big for Sadler. He will turn even a little bit for Williamson. Later in the innings, you see uh, Barber has uh, off up against Santner. I think Williamson and um, Barber goes inside out. So even if the ball has some extra spin, mm-hmm. uh, hit the inside half of the bat and it go over the bowler's head. Mm-hmm. Right, that's like a high percentage lofted shot. You, yeah. You've got the circle guy in. You this is like pure. T20 batting how you calculate what T20 batting is right and how you calculate what hitting is uh, there's always going to be four to five guys inside the circles you you're always going to have one lofted shot available to you all the time mm-hmm. if you go and, and uh, go back and look at the shot that he got out to today yeah yeah he to hit it over long on the long on was back that's all i'm saying yep so like i mean it's, there's a reason in Pakistan, uh, every cricketer calls him professor, (laughs) like professor thinks the ball is spinning. I'm going to hit it over leg side. If it spins extra, it'll go further. (laughs) 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 To mid-weekend. Yeah. And I'm like, it's like, I have sympathy with Malik. Malik's issue is a technical sort of a thing and like he's out of form. I have sympathy with the way he's getting out. What Hafiz has done in this World Cup since that the England game and the way the fact that he's in form. The fact that he went through that lock. Like if I or you went through that Lockie Ferguson spell we'd be like fucking hell man. I'm going to really enjoy this innings. I'm mm-hmm. going to make a mark. This is going to be my f- swan song innings that oh remember when Hafiz uh, faced Lockie Ferguson bowling 150 KPH, got hit on the head twice, but he was like, he was determined to play through it and he uh, carried Pakistan's chase. I feel like, no, I don't do Listen, I want
1: to, I, I want to also, you know, uh, talk about you know, Harris O'Hale, uh, him not getting picked and then getting picked to knock back to back innings, all that stuff. But uh, <laughs> we're running out of time. I'm sure we'll talk again uh, during this tournament where we can talk about Harris uh, in detail. Yeah. Now, that's, that's
0: a whole
1: story. Th- exactly. I, I know. Uh, so I want to wrap this up. Where does Pakistan go from here?
0: I think the the Bangladesh game, it's going to be hilarious, by the way, if Pakistan win the Bangladesh game and lose the Afghanistan game, because considering, again, the geopolitics of the past 12 months and the relationship between both the countries and both the teams, mm-hmm. I mean, if Pakistan get knocked out because of Afghanistan, I mean, lock the doors and...
1: Uh, lock well, if, if Pakistan get knocked out of because of Bangladesh also, you know, that is obviously historical...
0: Background to that, still you know, it's the 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 wound is not as fresh. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) They they have this like one of the things that it's fascinating to me is like Pakistani fans. Any team that's ranked higher than them, they have like so much respect for them. Like um, we aren't even worthy to play against them. Mm. And any team that's ranked below them. It's like, why do these guys even play cricket? Mm. Like, there's this sense of you know, if you lose to Bangladesh, if you like Pakistan lost three to Bangladesh right after the 2015 World Cup, and that was I remember, I remember being on TV at the time. That was like a national emergency, and like people are saying, we knew this would happen. Oh. Pakistan, <laughs> look where we've come. Pakistan are losing to Bangladesh. Motherfucker, they were in the quarterfinal of the World Cup. They're a yep. damn good team. Yeah, It's like, Bangladesh is <laughs> <And I'm like, laughs> Okay. Whatever. Do you have Pakistan winning both those games or one of the two games? I don't know. Like, I'm out team. Okay. Honestly, like, with all due respect, like, whatever I know about cricket, whatever I've learned from all these cricketers, i the out team. Like, you tell me, KG... Pakistan, Amir is going to go for ten overs. One for sixty-seven. Mm-hmm. New Zealand is going to win the toss and bat first, mm-hmm. and Pakistan's going to reduce them to two forty. You think okay, then that means कि कोई scene नहीं है because ऐसी पहचान के हाँ score हो ही नहीं सकता. वह Look at the scorecard right now. I, I, I just saw. I think किसी I just saw a notification pop up on my phone saying Pakistan. Uh, cruise to victory against new zealand mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i'm like uh, uh-uh. that wasn't no cruising man well, actually, over Hogi cruising actually, Hogi cruising yeah the first thirty five overs, there was nothing there was no cruising happening there yeah both of us like uh, uh, there was trickaways just posted the stat that Pakistan had twenty five percent false shots i know new Zealand had sixteen percent false shots had sixteen percent and like 25% maybe like Barber had what 124 balls and he would have had what 15 mm-hmm. at most so then and other person, other it, people had more a lot more and Harris had like after the, the first 15 balls had a pretty chanceless sort of in mm-hmm. so that basically means the first 20 hours like every shot Pakistan played was a false shot anything could have happened really so remember, Pakistan shouldn't even have chased this down mm-hmm. but like Pakistan shouldn't have won against England. Pakistan maybe should have won against South Africa, but South Africa... Yeah, South Africa. you expect, yeah. I mean, I'm ge- when, when, the,
1: uh, when New Zealand's inning end, uh, was coming to an end, I said, I thought if New Zealand scored more than 220, it's game over for Pakistan. Yeah. Based on conditions and the bowlers that New Zealand have and the bats from Pakistan have. Uh, you know, yeah. basically you have to take Barber out and then you lose the anchor of the team. Uh, Andrew, but that didn't happen. So,
0: kudos to Babur. Um, I'm like Bangladesh game, Afghanistan game. Depends on which Pakistani guy just decides to stand up. And you know, like Mm. even today, Williamson, until that Shadab ball, had Mm. I think one inside edge against Wahab. And it was like whoever the other guys can't even get the bat on the ball, Nisha, Matt Taylor, whoever it is, is like really struggling with Shaheen's lens and all that. And Williamson every single ball is like in the middle of the bat. Like <laughs> almost like there's a magnet there. Yeah. Right in the middle of the bat, like right under his eyes, and he'll just drop it down at his feet. Yeah. So and Parkson getting Williamson out there, that changed the game. Yeah. Parkinson's bowling like the best spell of his career, that changed the game. But it's like you're having Bob. you you needed. Shaheen bowling the best spell of his career and Babur playing the best innings of his career to beat in Zealand. What are you yes. gonna need is Bangladesh? What are you gonna need against Afghanistan? If you still have like two guys, four guys stepping up in those two games, then yeah, Pakistan should go to the semi-final. But like probabl- probability-wise, it doesn't make sense. But like this whole World Cup campaign, the India game aside, Pakistan, it hasn't been about probability at all. Okay.
1: On that note, uh, Hassan, thank you so much for being on the show um, no, absolutely. You that, yeah. uh, well, mine too uh it's finally good to catch up with you um yeah. and thank you all for listening log on to 81allout.com to get access to the podcast and also every other podcast streaming service um you can get 81 all out thanks for listening goodbye
0: India's it. India wins they will come back for the second, India have won the test match India have won the series, they're going to get back for two India are home, Lords goes wild